Hi, my name is Rochelle Grow, and I'm obsessed with all things business, especially networking. Oftentimes, the opportunities that we have in business and even personally comes down to who we know. I love helping people build a thriving network with genuine people, even if they are new to the game, afraid to say the wrong thing, or need a reminder to just do it. I'm a California transplant living in Northern England who's taken her business chops from California to New York and now the US to the UK. I work from home and run two businesses. No matter if you're a networking beginner or not, I can teach you the step-by-step behind the scenes secrets to building a network that you love. Pop in your earbuds and get ready to be encouraged and have some fun while you learn. This is Allergic to Small Talk by Cut Class. Welcome back to the Allergic to Small Talk podcast. You can catch me here every week, or you can say what's up to me on Insta at It's Row Grow. All right, y'all, let's hop into our episode. Do you want to know one of the top three things I hear which prevents a business owner from networking? It's, I don't have time. Typically, when I hear this from a small business owner, it's due to the fact that they don't have a system in place that will allow them to scale. If you're relying on good old pen and paper to manage your entire small business, you're going to want to listen up because I have a great guest for you today. Her name is Karen Brooks, Managing Director of Pelling's Business Solutions, LTD. Her business offers a recognized, multi-award winning business support service. Her team has been fortunate enough to work with some inspiring and incredible businesses over the years who all have one thing in common their business had grown beyond them. And they needed someone who could help them continue to grow so they could concentrate on the aspects of the business they love to do the most. Pelling started out offering a basic virtual assistant service in admin and credit control support. After a few years, Karen recognized there was a need for businesses to have more support rather than turning work away She decided to fill the gap and find freelancers who specialized in certain fields. Now, three years later, she has an amazing team who can support so many clients in various different areas, such as virtual admin support, credit control, social media, digital marketing, telemarketing, graphic design, and so much more. On today's episode, Karen's going to drop some gems on what support could look like in your business, when to get support, and everything in between. As we go through our episode today, I want you to think about how you can get in action and apply what Karen shares with us today. Karen, welcome to the show. Hi, Michelle. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. So Karen, when you're out in the world, when you're meeting people and people say, hey, Karen, tell me a little bit about yourself. What do you say? I tell them about the business that I run and I'm a big listener. So I tell them that, you know, exactly what you've kindly said to your listeners is I offer business support we work with people that don't have enough time in the day people who are feeling stressed very overwhelmed and I listen to their responses and then the conversation will flow from there that's so awesome thank you there are so many terms for a small business owner to get support in their business sometimes it sounds like a VA sometimes it sounds like a PA sometimes it sounds like an EA What are the differences between the three acronyms? 
Oh, that's such a great question, Michelle. It really is. And it's one I think many business owners battle with because most um, business owners kind of start out coming from a corporate world. They have an idea or they've been made redundant and they they I've got an idea. Let's just launch a business. So some businesses still think of a VA as a PA, but they are so different. A PA is basically it's a personal assistant and it is somebody that can help you within your business. So if you think of what would be the corporate world, it's somebody that maybe works one-on-one with the managing director or a sales director, and they're very niche in what they offer. Um, they might help with the diary management. They might help with setting meetings. Maybe they're dabbling minutes. From a EA perspective, which is actually quite a new term for listeners that don't know, it's executive assistant. So it's quite a posh word for what is standard for personal assistant. An EA is basically, think of the corporate role, it's somebody that probably would be working with like a C-suite. So it's somebody like CFOs, CEOs, executive officer, chief financial officer, those kind of people, and then manage their day-to-day running. And again, these EAs will likely sit in on meetings, take minutes, distribute them, maybe help manage the office to a degree and that's kind of thing really and then from a VA perspective in my eyes it's PA and EA just merged that will give you so much more flexibility because not only do they work remotely you don't have none of that hassle of having an office desk and making sure you've got space providing equipment for them somebody that can work from home and you're working with someone that has got lots of different forms of experience. So it could be somebody that has come from a basic admin assistant role or the PA or EA role, and they want to start out on their own, and they love the idea of working self-employed. So it could be, what else can they offer? Things like they're used to multitasking, they've got lots of experience, and you're tapping into their knowledge. I hope that helps kind of explain it to you. Yeah, that is so great because I think that when somebody thinks about having an assistant, it's such a luxury and people think it is this skyrocketed price because typically assistants are usually paired with the executive suite. And that's not necessarily true. So I really love the distinction that you made between an EA, a VA, and a PA. And what I love about your definition of a VA is it's like a PA and an EA on steroids, which is so cool. So that was a really, really great overview of the three different types of assistants that can support a business. Thank you. Ah, You're welcome. I love explaining the differences between them. And then I love that term and I'm going to have to use that one, Michelle. It's a, it's a EA and a PA on steroids. That's it. It's, it's in my pitch now. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Okay. Most small business owners that want to network but don't network, it's typically due to the fact that they don't have enough time. And this is when I say, well, what is it that you're doing to manage your business? And I wanted to kind of kick this over to you because this is one of your areas of expertise. When do you think it's a right time for a small business owner to activate a VA? You know, I speak to a lot of people, I go networking myself. So I kind of, I listen again to what people say. And most of the conversations I have with people is if they're as a startup, 
I have people going, I love the idea of having someone that I can lean on, somebody that can become an accountability partner for me in my business and help me grow, but I can't afford you yet. I would say the best time to bring somebody in is when it's grown beyond you, you can't manage your day-to-day tasks. So if you think of an admin, admin, it's always there. It it never goes away. You know, it's helping you manage your emails. It's picking up any meetings, making any follow-up calls on new inquiries, helping you maintain your CRM, those kind of tasks that you don't quite get to. I speak to people in their email box is three or 4,000 emails in their inbox. And they're like, I'm really overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. You could probably unsubscribe from a lot of those emails that are in your inbox. Um, do you read them? And they're like, no, I, I just subscribe and they just build up and build up. I was like, okay, clear your inbox out. So those two come hand in hand. They're stressed, they're overwhelmed. And that's a really good example with emails because I know when I look at mine and if I see a certain number, I'm like, I've got to clear them down. I need, I need to clear them out my inbox. So I can totally get how people feel. As I said about business growth, you know, as you're growing, there's other areas of your business that you want to delve into. So when you first start out, you know, we all wear many hats. When you start out as a sole trader, you're wearing many hats and you could be doing your marketing. So that could be doing your social media posts and coming up with good things to get out there online about your business. Maintaining your website, that takes a lot of time. Raising and chasing your invoices, that takes time. So that's another hat. So you'll literally dipping your toe into lots of almost different departments of your business but you're not quite giving it its fullest potential if that makes sense right you know I always sort of say to people that do you want the business to grow beyond you and they're like yes absolutely I'm like right now is the time to start working with us and they love the fact that we can offer an all-round support because it's helping in so many different departments for them and they're like oh Karen can you and your team do such and such yeah, no problem. That's fine. When do you want it back by? And that's the beauty of kind of the companies like us, because we offer so many different services that you can just be relaxed. Somebody actually said to me recently, I had a just a kind of discovery call with them. And they said, you've talked me off a ledge. I was feeling so overwhelmed. And this like huge weight on my shoulders. We had a 30 minute call. And she's like, you've talked me down from a ledge. She said, I now <laughs> want to work with you. <laughs> So that was a huge compliment, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. You're definitely relieving a major pain point in people's businesses. And just to touch back on emails, because I know that's such a huge thing for everybody. I have a junk email that I provide people if it's not for business. And that email got to like, I don't know, something crazy, like 30,000 emails. They weren't unread necessarily. It's just I never deleted them. So I found this really, and maybe you have a resource as well on how to like bulk delete emails, but I found a really good resource called Maelstrom, M-A-I-L-S-T-R-O-M. I think for the first 500 or maybe 5,000 emails, they categorize everything for you. And at the click of a button, you can auto delete categories like And it's been a really cool thing for my personal inbox. I haven't tried it with my business one yet because I'm just a little weary because I do like to hoard my personal email sometimes when I'm trying to fish for like old conversations. But it could be a good resource for anybody that's looking to bulk delete things. That's a really good tip, actually. And that's not one that I've heard of. You know, we do it the old fashioned way of 
right, these are the emails that I want to get rid of. Pop it in the search bar. Everything comes up. Delete all. And then we just log the ones that we've deleted. But you do have the access to like Gmail rules, Gmail or Outlook. You can set up those email rules, can't you, where you can obviously certain emails, you can just pop them into a particular folder. And that works really well if you're feeling very overwhelmed. And they're ones that you want to keep, but you don't quite want to delete. And then you can just refer back to them at a later stage. Yeah, I love that. That's so cool. Thank you. So we know when would be like the right time for a business owner to activate a VA, but why should a business owner use one instead of thinking they can do it all themselves? Like what are the main key benefits to using a VA? Yeah, I mean, the key points, you say that whole, I can do it all myself brain. And again, I've spoken to many, many people who are like, well, by the time I've trained you, I may as well do it myself. And that's not productive at all because you're literally go around in this circle and you will never get off the hamster wheel. You'll never be able to be productive, never be efficient, never be able to move on in your business if you think you can manage it all. I've done it myself. I tried to do it myself. As you kindly said earlier, Rochelle, I then was like, actually, let's bring in freelancers. And I outsource a lot of my stuff now to my own team which is brilliant. A lot of them help with the social media and things like that. So I know it works, which is meant I'm a product of what I believe in. And I think that that fills so many people with confidence when they have those conversations. It's because they know I do it myself. And I can say, obviously, kind of practicing what I preach, I suppose, is the term to use, isn't it? So, I mean, the benefits, as I said, they're, you know, you become more efficient, a lot more productive. You get to have a holiday, we all want those. We all want Christmas off. Wouldn't it be lovely for businesses to just shut down, say, on the 23rd of December, and that's it. They don't have to worry about anything over Christmas. Or in the summer, the summer is a prime example where people go on a holiday, but they're taking their laptop with them or their iPad or whatever is the quick thing for them to check. They're checking their emails. They're responding to queries. This is all stuff that actually would be beneficial for a VA to pick up for you. So you can go, you can have your sangria by the beach, grab a pool, <laughs> whatever takes your fancy when you're on holiday, and just relax. And I think that's so important. Things like, I mean, it's more cost effective, I think, to have a VA on board, just because, as I said earlier, you've got all the experience that you can pull on from your VA. And with a kind of PAYE member of staff, You've got those kind of extra pressures in a way where you have to fill their, I don't know, say they do 25 hours a week. Right. You've got to fill those 25 hours productively to get the best out of your employee. You've got that pressure to find more work to make sure you can still pay their wages every month. You know, it's a huge, huge pressure on a lot of small businesses. Whereas with a virtual assistant, the hours that you book with them, that's generally what you've agreed. So if you've agreed, I don't know, 15 hours a week, a 60 hours a month retainer, well, as long as you've got enough work for them to do, it works really, really well. Obviously, they provide their own equipment. That's a huge cost. If you think about laptops and phone systems and login details and desk space and things like that, you know, those pound signs soon increase a lot higher. Um, whereas, obviously, BAs, not only do they have their own insurances, they also provide all of their own equipment. And the only thing that they will say is if they've got to travel to your premises, they might charge you mileage. That's like 45p a mile. So it's 
it's nothing really if you want someone in the office once a week or right. a couple of times a month maybe something like that you've got things like you just show them something off they roll they can just get on with it <laughs> so they're very self-sufficient yeah, that's so great. I mean, a VA will have to learn your business. Obviously, they have to learn like the basics, but they're taking their skill sets and activating it into a specific part of your business or multiple parts of your business. And what I really love about the benefit of like your team is that there's so many different skill sets. Whereas if somebody, you said P-A-Y-E? P-A-Y-E, yeah, that's, that's a British term. So it's basically, it's just an employee. It's just another term. So if you had an employee, for example, that was contracted for 25 hours a week, that particular person probably only has one skill set or can flex into maybe a couple or three different parts of your business, maybe, who knows. But if you had those 25 hours allocated to five different PAs, say, then you have so many different areas of your business covered within those 25 hours. So that's really cool. Absolutely. I mean, I'll kind of use one of my clients as an example. We started working with them three years ago, came in to do general admin support, help set up processes, send out letters to their clients. They're an accountant, so we they needed to re-engage all their clients and things like that. Um, over the last three years, we've gone from doing general admin support with a credit control support. So if they've got any invoices outstanding or their clients have got invoices that are outstanding, my client will know that he can ring me and just say, oh, I've got this invoice outstanding for this client or for me, can you just give them a ring and bring the payment in? So we pick that side up for him. He didn't have a mailing list. So we spent time building a mailing list. And now every client that comes on board for him, when they sign the quotation, they're agreeing from a GDPR perspective because that is super important to make sure that all the data is nice and secure and no one can access it. So they know, right, they get added onto the mailing list. So if we've got any important key information like the autumn budget, we just created it into MailerLite, which is an awesome system to use. I so much prefer it than MailChimp. So if anybody's on the verge, jump ship from MailChimp. <laughs> it's so much simpler to use over MailChimp and it's free to a certain degree as well, which is always a bonus. So we just sent everything out. And when there's only like a couple of his clients that don't, haven't agreed to go on the system therefore they just get a separate email but it was just so simple and you know we're kind of offering advice and so we've become that bounce off accountability partner so that's how we've evolved within his business and it means that he's only just gonna say oh can you help me with this um he needed a marketing flyer so I looked to helping him unfortunately I couldn't help him within the team directly but I've got so many contacts from either clients that I work with or people I've met networking, which will bring us on to another conversation, I'm sure. That's awesome. So you got him hooked on some services at the beginning. And then he was like, well, what else do you have to offer? And then started getting a little bit deeper into more of your service offerings. Absolutely. So we're always offering advice as to where you could fill those gaps within your business. That's great. So I want to pause here for a second. And for the listeners who are tuning in, I just want you to take a look at your business. Take a second to take a step back and look at your business. What are some of the common areas that you always feel a challenge in or a pain in? We all have them in our businesses. And if you could just think about 
what it would look like if you actually brought in somebody to support you, even for five hours a week, what would happen? How could your business be transformed? What could you do with that additional time and less worry, less stress if that particular area of your business was just outsourced to somebody that could really just whip that up? And guess what? It's probably something they really love to do, which gives you the ability to focus on other areas of your business. So take a minute and just take a look at what actually is going on in your business and where could you see getting some support in that particular part of your business? Which leads me into our next question. If a business owner wanted to use a VA for their networking, how could they use one? The, oh, networking is one of my favorite topics, Rochelle. I, I love networking. <laughs> I love speaking to people. And I always recommend anybody I'm working with, I'm like, do you go networking? And I'm like, no, why do I need to do that? It's like, because you need to, like, it's all about building that no love and trust. It's building those relationships. And that will help you when you need them and you can help them in the future. So kind of areas that we can help in is if you're not quite sure where to network, you're in an industry maybe that's a little bit niche and you're like, where are people going to be hanging out? Where is my ideal client going to hang out with networking? So we can put together, you know, just a simple spreadsheet and go, right, you know, where do you live? What's the nearest to you? How frequently do you want to network? Those kind of questions and go through um, and work out and look at, you know, go on the website, okay, what type of members have they got? And I had a client ask me recently about this particular topic, which is, I, I love the oh, fact that we're having it's so fitting. <laughs> it's perfect, but she's based in Berkshire, and she's a female business coach, and she works with female-led business or directors of a certain turnover, so we're trying to work out where they're going to hang out. I said to her, I think London will be your best bet. If you can do it online, great. If you're happy to travel up once a month, maybe to the meeting, because she's not a million miles from London, really, on train. So that's what I did. I spent like an hour putting a spreadsheet together with her. We had a range of different questions for me to look into. And I pulled together about four potentials that she needs to review. So that's one way we can do it. We can also help with your elevator pitch. I mean, those 60 seconds where you stand up at the beginning and you've got to talk to people about what you do and you're totally new to networking, it is so daunting. I mean, I've been networking for like four years and I still get nervous. So I always have to have little notes written down to remind me what I want to say. And because everything's online now, A, it's easier. You can network anywhere you want to go. I mean, I'm part of only networking. And they're launching in New York in January. So where am I going to be? Amazing, isn't it? I love it, how they've expanded. So, you know, again, I'm based in Hampshire. I'm going to go to a New York meeting, you know, just because it will be great to meet some new people. And I met somebody in Toronto and I've invited them to go to it because they have clients in New York. So this is how networking will work because you connect each other. Right. I really loved a couple of things that you've said so far. One is you do research for your clients dependent upon their niche, their availability, and perhaps maybe distance to travel. And you're really taking a look at their business from a 360 degree angle and trying to figure out what type of networking will work best for them. Now, let's take, for example, a plumber, right? If that plumber has to physically carry out the work themselves, an online network that maybe that takes place overseas probably isn't going to be the best bet for them. But maybe a local independent type 
networking group might be a better fit for them. So those of you that are listening out there, I really just loved what Karen said just now, because she's actually taking a full look at a business and seeing what will work for them. Absolutely. Yeah, you've totally hit the nail on the head there, Rochelle, because it's, yes, you say, what's the point if you're a plumber and you're networking in in New York doesn't really (laughs) work I'm sure it'd be quite nice to do but I'm not really sure how that will work so yeah definitely look at kind of where it's all about your ideal client is where are they going to be I set up a new co-help set up a new networking group that's local to me and it's face-to-face so we've gone from a Facebook group to -to face-to-face now and they're the sort of groups that you would look at and think okay I live in that area I'm a plumber perfect that would wipe small business network would be great for me because my radius that I cover it falls within that region but there's lots of other areas things like when you do go networking what you're going to do with those sheets or those business cards that if they do business cards exist but what are you going to do with them um you know have a CRM pop them in there you can set yourself some follow-up tasks notes on conversations you've had with people Remind yourself if you want to book a meeting, connect with them on LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, wherever they're hanging out, connect with them because networking is not just turn up to a meeting, have a quick conversation, leave. It's all about connecting outside of that meeting. And if you connect with them online, then you're building those relationships still because you're following each other's posts that you're doing. You're making comments, you're liking, you're sharing, you're having those messages James West from Only, he always says this in every meeting, is don't just hit connect or hit follow on LinkedIn, send them a message and say, it was great to meet you. This is where we met. Let's have a conversation and then carry on from there. So yeah, that's kind of the main things really, I would say sort of from networking. Excellent. You mentioned a CRM. What exactly is a CRM and how does that support people's networking game? The CRM is a client relationship management system. It's basically an online cloud-based database. So, you know, a lot of people start out just using Excel spreadsheet to plot their info. I did exactly the same thing before I got more experienced. This way you can plot it in there and it helps with sales. So if you've had that conversation with people and they're like, oh, yeah, they said they want a meeting because they're interested and want to know about my product or my service that will help you manage and help remind you. And all businesses need a CRM in their life. Sana and Trello, they are good to a degree, but they're more a product system. They're kind of like a team project, basically. Project project management. Thank you. That is the word (laughs) I was thinking of, Michelle. We got there Um, in the end. (laughs) We did get there in the end. So they are good. And I use Trello myself. And they're great when you're working with multiple businesses. And like a lot of my freelancers will have a board for the client so they're brilliant but the CRM just takes you that one step further you can use it to make notes you can use it to you know you've had the networking you've had the meetings they want to work with you you can onboard them you can set up different tracks with well you can with certain ones you can with the one that I use and promote myself right so let's put this into a real life scenario so people can really understand CRM software let's take for example you're taking your car in to get serviced. Now, your car is going to have to get serviced over the lifetime of however long you have that car. Now, the dealership, if you go to the same one or you go to the same garage to service your car, they're always going to keep an updated record of what has been going on with your car. So maybe you had to get tires changed or brakes changed, or maybe there was a light on or what have you. So there's always going to be that updated information on your car. 
So if we switch that over into a networking perspective, the people that you meet out in the world networking can be placed into this CRM software and every contact or email or any point of contact really that you have with them can be stored and timestamped in a CRM software, which is so great. So that's kind of how you can think about a CRM software if you've never used one before. It's kind of like just keeping tabs on the people that you have in your life. Absolutely. And the beauty of like the one that I use, and you can do it with some other CRMs as well. There's so many out there. But if I use mine as an example, because I know also fully how that one works. So that's Capsule CRM. And it's a UK based system. So I know it's GDPR perspective because they store everything in the UK. And you can set reminders. So using your analogies, you were saying with a car, you've got services, you've got MOT, you've got oil changes and things like that. By using it in the CRM, you can put your little follow-up. So if you've got renewals that come up, so say you're a networking company, I work with two, so I kind of sort of know how they work, and you need those monthly reminders. So if you haven't got an automated system where invoices go out and you've got to send them out manually, how are you going to remember? If you've got 100 members, how are you possibly going to remember who's set up a standing order, who's going to have this, who's got to have that? So with the CRM and Capsule, you can use tags. So a bit like you can with MailChimp, where you've got different lists and MailerLite, you've got groups. You can use Capture the same way. And then you can use a search function and a custom field where you can kind of bespoke that system to how you want it to be. You can have when they set up, they become a member, when their renewal is due. And on those tasks that you set within their client record, you can have it recurring. So, you know, you can have it like a month before it's due to finish. That reminder will then, that will say, oh, right, I need to send that reminder out. So that's how it will help you run your business. And every business needs one. 100% agree. If you do not have a CRM software in your business and you work with clients, which I'm sure if you have a business, you have clients, I definitely think that one of the foundational pieces to have in your business is definitely a CRM system from day one. Pen and paper is only going to get you so far. It's going to create havoc and and stress and worry. But if you're able to see your business in one area, it will help you tremendously as you move forward. So check out a CRM software. It doesn't really matter which one you use. There's so many that are out on the market. Karen uses Capsule CRM, which is great. I've used that in the past as well. I like to use monday.com. That's where I like to keep track of projects, tasks, and a CRM, which is really cool. And it's all about what feels comfortable for you and your business. But I urge you, if you want to save time in your business, if you don't know which one to use, reach out to Karen. She can help you out and figure out which one might work best for you. So just please try to get that foundational piece in your business so that you can stop saying things like, I don't have time to do that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well said. All right, Karen, what do you have going on in your business that you'd like to share and what you think people should know about? Okay, so I've got lots of things. One of the things I'm super, super proud of is I'm a finalist in the digital innovation category for the Portsmouth Innovation Awards. So I'm super excited. So I'm going to get to dress up a little bit and go out and talk to people. So I just thought I'd give them a shout out for Portsmouth. So yeah, so there's lots of amazing businesses that have got to this stage. So uh, fingers crossed for everybody. Can't wait to hear about it. One of the things I've got going on is, funny enough, it's Capsule. I run monthly workshops and that is an hour and a half long, um, doing it over group. And it's a 
first Thursday of the month between 10 and 11.30 that I'm going to be running them regularly. It's just £25 per person. Come into the group, learn how to use it, and we will have a little breakout session where you can practice how to use it and set things up. It's a super easy system to use if you love kind of processes and you love feeling in control. Let's have an hour, an hour and a half. If you can't make that, then I do do separate one-on-one sessions as well. Just reach out and we can get that scheduled in for you. Also, I'm launching, funny enough, because I'm multi-award winning, as you said at the very beginning, I was in a networking meeting recently and I had about six people ask me, how do you win them? How are you getting these wins? How are you getting these shortlists? Uh, what's your tips and advice? So I started to give away a few and then I was like, why don't I just offer this as a workshop? So I'm going to be teaming up with Gaming Hodson, who works for me under the uh, social media banner. And we're going to put a workshop together. So if you follow me, um, kind of follow me on LinkedIn or Instagram, I will be posting about it as soon as we've got dates confirmed. So if you want to be in 2022, win that first award, definitely book on. And I'll be happy to talk you through and mentor you through that. Love it. Karen, thank you so much for your time today. I had an absolute blast with you. And I really can't wait to share this episode with both of our networks. And if people want to find you, where can we find your website, your LinkedIn? Firstly, thank you so much for having me on today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Always good talking to you. So thank you. Um, so Pete, you can find me at my website. It's the usual www and then it's dot pellingsbusinesssolutions.com. Um, I'm on LinkedIn under Karen Brooks. And I'm on Instagram, which is um, pellings underscore business underscore solutions. And then the main places I'm hanging out. So come on, say hi. Excellent. Very cool. I will make sure to drop all the links to Karen's contact information in the show notes for this show. Karen, thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you.